Testing, testing, one, two, three. Welcome back to Spill and Diz Tea. I'm Sakura. And I'm Brayden. And today we're talking love. love. Stay tuned because in this episode, we're going to be dishing on our favorite Disney couples and most romantic love stories. Hey everyone, welcome to Spill and Dis Tea. This is the podcast where we sip and spill on all things Disney. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. Grab yourself a cup of tea and get ready to dive in with us to the wonderful world of Disney. So, this is kind of like our coming back. Yeah, we <laughs> kind of disappeared. For like a month. Honestly, like sometimes, you know, in the new year, you just need to like collect yourselves. But I'm really excited because like we've completely planned out our year yeah and we have a lot of just like fun stuff and fun content coming your way kind of like this episode i'm really excited to get into it but to hold our horses we have things we have to get to first so how's your year been going so far (laughs) i don't want to answer that every time i ask you a question about your life (laughs) you start laughing It's good, you know. It's just it's 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 nothing really new, you know. We're we're in lockdown here, so just working and and you know, getting ready for some new Disney content and yeah. just new content overall, and just making the best of it, you know. Things could be better, but things could be worse. Yeah, things definitely could be worse. Honestly, like one of the like the small wins, like especially at least for like where we are, is that I feel like there should be a lot more snow outside. Like, I feel like the winter has been pretty generous so far. Mm-hmm. It snows, like, maybe once a week. When usually speaking, like, in Ottawa, it's, like, a constant just misery. And the <laughs> and last couple days pain. have been pretty warm. Like, we've lucked out. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some of those melting days. So. I love melting days. I know. <laughs> I love melting days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, should we hop into some news before we get into our steep? Yeah, we haven't done news in a while, but honestly, like, I feel like there wasn't that much news, like, honestly, there wasn't that much off for in December. today, what I was trying to find. It's kind of, like, I'm kind of pulling a lot. No, but we've got some good stuff. We've got some good stuff. Yeah. Um. So, first story, Ryan the Last Dragon, they're ramping up their marketing. Um. It's coming out in uh, a little less than a month as we're recording this. Which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Like, it's really almost there. Like, for almost a year now, Brayden, you've been saying, like, trailer coming, trailer coming. But now the movie's coming. Yeah. How do you feel? I am (laughs) so excited. I'm nervous because I'm scared. I'm going to hype it up so much. And then it's, you know, I don't even want to put those vibes out there. Like, I know it's going to be good. It has to be good. Yeah. Um, The trailers look amazing. Um, The character design looks great. Um, It's going to be different because it's not a musical. And I think I have, like, a bias towards that. Um, but I'm kind of excited to see them go like in a more serious tone with it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm so excited. Yeah, that's honestly like I'm really excited too. And like the whole musical thing, I'm not even stressed about that because like literally Encanto is like coming at the end of the year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that's gonna be musical. Yeah, we're gonna get some. Bops. And that's gonna like come on, that's that's gonna tie us over for a bit. So I'm excited to see what they do for Raya. Me They've too. Are, they're already just playing up her and her movie and her plot just like it's so cool it looks really good so i can't wait me too and And february is usually a month that like flies by so i feel like in no time 
Raya will be out. What are we going to do? How are we going to watch it? Um, I mean, I don't think theaters are going to be open. And even if they are open, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> so probably I'm just going to pay for the premiere access. And it's going to be so weird, though, because this is going to be one of the first times we're watching like a new Disney animated film. Like yeah. we've done it with Pixar. But for Disney animation, this is the first time we kind of we don't get that theater experience, you know? Yeah. It better be good. It better be good. I'm not worried. I think it will be. It looks like stunning so it does yeah the animation so far looks great and it's just like with every disney movie at least like that they've been putting out the animation just keeps getting better and better and better and just like raya the color palettes just everything they're doing the detail i'm so excited to see it i'm so sad we can't watch it in big theater on big theaters (laughs) on big screen but we can set up a projector here again yeah i think we should do that yeah so furthermore with news, WandaVision has been out. We are now five episodes deep. Things are starting to get ramped up for those watching. We're not going to make do any spoilers yet. Obviously, the, the whole series isn't out yet and some people haven't seen it all, so we won't. But this is Brayden, a safe space. how are you enjoying it? I'm loving it. Um, I definitely think for... Um, because I, I've been hungry for Marvel content because we haven't gotten anything since yeah. Far From Home, which was like July 2019. So that's a long time to go without yeah. Marvel. Um, and I didn't really realize how much I missed it until like the ad campaign started ramping up for it. And I've been loving it. Like it was really weird at first and like, but that's kind of like the point of it and I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, I definitely think they should have released all the episodes at once or at least done like two parts, like a week apart from each other maybe just because I think it's, it's a slow burn type of show. Yeah. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. What about you? Yeah, me too. I agree that it is, you know, a slow burn, but at the same time, it's also like not that long it's like it's sitcom style so it's sitcom length you know so it's definitely digestible and it's not like anything um like there's always so there is something happening in every episode so and it's also cool to see like how they're choosing to i don't want to give any spoilers never mind but you just like the way they execute each episode is really interesting it's and, very cinematic yeah and I, I, love. I love seeing how each episode is executed and you know the differences that they're showing over the years and blah blah, blah. whatever 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 not saying anymore but i think it's good we're really getting into into the action and the in the deal of it and i just i love just seeing it's really interesting seeing marvel content that is canon to the mcu but as a tv show mm-hmm so it's another it's just another way to kind of like reroute your brain like oh wait this is kind of like a movie you know it's a part of the world you know so it's it's cool it's really creative honestly speaking yeah the i'm loving thing. going through the decades and um if this is this is the quality that i want to see from all the verticals that are doing shows on disney plus like i yeah. want to see this from future marvel shows um i especially want to see this from the future disney animation shows um i like i just love the idea of having these like mini series like like extended movies you know it's, yeah it's awesome um in other news roger and hammerstein cinderella from 1997 starring brandy and the one and only queen whitney houston is coming to disney plus like what we have been begging for this this is one of the best cinderellas if not the best cinderella ever created depicted and talk about an a-list cast like you got brandy Whitney houston bernadette peters 
You got Whoopi Goldberg. Yep. When is it coming? It'll be dropping on Disney Plus February 12th. <gasps> Next Friday? Oh my gosh, that's soon. Yeah. What the heck? Well, thank you for that, Disney. Thank you. Thank you. And then we've also got a couple of Golden Globe nominations. Super cool. So the ones that we've got here, Soul got animated for Best Animated Feature Film and Best Original Score. Kudos to you. Good Soul, job, Soul. Soul did, did do very well. Hamilton, Best Motion Picture. Best Actor, Lin-Manuel Miranda. The Mandalorian, Best Drama Television Series. And Onward, Best Animated Feature Film. Pretty good lineup for, you know the limited amount of content they were able to even put out in 2020 yeah and i think definitely like these um these four properties um represented here are definitely you know disney was still able to to give us something in 2020 um even though it wasn't a lot um i definitely think soul is the breakthrough film for them of the year so i definitely think that's gonna win best animated feature film um but this is usually like a nice prelude to the oscars so We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Okay. That was good. We're all caught up on our Disney news. Let's get into it. Let's get it. So let's start off with our steep of the day. Um, so this is our Valentine's Day special spectacular love a Cupid extravaganza, baby. If you didn't pick that up already. Um <laughs> We're all about love this week. <laughs> all about love because, well, I guess when this drops, it'll be a couple days from Valentine's Day, maybe four or five days. So this is our theme for the week. We're looking at love. We're looking at romance and all things that kind of made up um, the backbone of Disney, funny enough. Yeah. Um, so kind of going into our steep, we kind of wanted to look at how all of this romance and plots and like the glue that really stuck the main characters together. These are the plots that really drove the Disney franchise. But now the ones that are more relevant are the ones where the leads are going through adventure and learning about themselves and, you know, exploration. And it's not about the romance anymore. So I think that's kind of cool to look and dive into how this has changed over the years and if you know we go back to to romance what are we gonna see yeah it's it's very interesting because like you said um romance was definitely a cornerstone of storytelling for disney films most i mean definitely like there are there are some you can name that don't have um any romantic plots or subplots or anything um, but a majority of Disney films do feature uh, like a romance between two characters, whether it's the lead characters, whether it's played up as a main plot point or as just like a subplot. And most films featured this. And what's funny to think about now is the last film where romance was at the forefront was Tangled. And that was mm-hmm. over 10 years ago, which is insane. Um, every other film since then, um, even if there has been a romantic plot, the main um relationship has been platonic yeah which i think is really really cool and um going back to comparing it to the renaissance or comparing it to even the silver age where most films featured a romance very heavily i think the only film in the renaissance that didn't have the main character falling in love with somebody or ending up with somebody was the hunchback in Notre Dame. Um, yeah poor quasi but 
Yeah, I think it's really interesting because, you know, obviously it's the way um, media and content works. It's a lot of times it's super uh, reflective of society and, you know, what people want to see and the content that they want to watch and, you know, how they want themselves to be portrayed on screen and in these different stories. And, you know, back then when, you know, the romance was fun and, and, you know, whatever, we're now in a day and age where people are trying to learn more about themselves and learn to embrace themselves more and it's not necessarily about the union of two people but more how you stand on your own so it's super understandable why these roman stories would just be over overplayed not even overplayed just you know out of style out of date because that's not what people want to see right now Mm -hmm. you know but at the same time i think it's funny because even as humans like we do have these different, you know, societal views, but at the end of the day, we always want love and we always want, are looking for our partners. So I think there is still a balance, you know, like, you know, not a matter of making it like a grand gesture of, you know, all these romances that, you know, we've seen in the past, but, you know, the fact that, you know, love and romance is still a part of our daily lives. We can still be strong, independent and learn about ourselves, but still want love. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just interesting to see, like, you know, what could come from that in the future. Yeah. Disney is definitely moving away from a place where it was that love was a main motivation for somebody. And not saying that that's a bad thing, but it kind of a lot of people looking back on, especially the Disney Princess franchise, noticed that these heroines were kind of all about just finding a man. And I know that there, you know, you can nitpick that and you can argue that, but that's just kind of like the general consensus. Mm -hmm. So it is cool to see um, princesses and just characters in general where, yeah, like you're saying, like they're kind of just doing their own thing. And then if there is love involved, it's kind of like an extra add on because it's, you know, it's great to have love, but it shouldn't be just like, you know, it's good to kind of just do your own thing and find yourself first before you find somebody else. Yeah. In the last three Disney princesses we've gotten... Um, being Elsa, Moana, and Merida have all been single. Um, Two of them, I mean, Merida, there was kind of a huge, you know, ordeal about her not (laughs) wanting to get married. But Elsa and and Moana, it's not even a thing for their characters. They don't... Yeah, they don't even, like, come into contact with any potentials. Yeah. You know? It's looking like Raya is kind of going in that direction, but I could also see, you know, Raya and Amari. Oh. Wishful thinking. But... Yeah, that is wishful. I would die if that happened. That would be awesome. The ship. Yeah, Ryan not having a romantic plot. In Canto, it kind of seems like the plot of that's really going to follow a more familial dynamic. So I don't really think, well, at least not romantic love in that one. Well, we don't know. Who knows? But it's interesting, you know? When will the next Disney romance come? Yeah, I think the next time we'll see, like, that will probably be in Tiana on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like the next like original like romance film or film to heavily feature a romance, it'll be interesting to see when that comes and what form that takes. I, I I'm I'm really hoping one day we'll be able to see some queer representation in Disney characters, especially yeah. in princesses, because there's such a big um like beacon for the company in yeah. representation. Um, so to see like same sex couples and queer characters and, and all that stuff would be amazing. 
we don't know when hopefully sooner rather than later yeah exactly it's like you know disney's spending so much time you know developing their characters and that sort of thing um but when we like go back into the love and stuff let's you know we're in a whole new day and age it's like they're they've completely left the the romans in the dark back in the renaissance really and truly like tangled kind of because tangled is like a romance but it's also like an action film you know so Mm -hmm. it's kind of and princess and the whatever sorry most of the romance (laughs) is in the renaissance but it's just been so much time since they've kind of touched that avenue so it's like they can't reuse that formula it has to be updated so it's like how are they going to execute that yeah you know how are they going to show love how are they going to show romance and the way that we've been seeing them kind of tackle love is love as a concept is not just romantic. It's platonic. It's, it's, it's yeah. all different forms. Yeah. Um, which is great, I think. Yeah. And um, it's just, it's so interesting to me now that we're three, maybe four princesses in where there's no romantic subplot at all. And it's not even like a deal, you know, but the fact that it used to be like a requirement, mm-hmm. like it was like. I feel like a lot of films, especially in the Renaissance, kind of force these um, romantic partnerships to happen. Yeah. Um, Like Mulan and Shang kind of just happened. (laughs) Um, Like Simba and Nala, they kind of just like put a romance in there, you know? Yeah. Not to say I don't like, you know, enjoy those films and stuff, but. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So now moving on to our main discussion, (laughs) me and Sakura have picked three disney couples that we want to discuss and all truth here we have not told each other who we've chosen yeah this is gonna be really exciting because you know usually speaking we plan our episodes together we know kind of like what's going on beforehand at the same time but this is gonna be a little surprise you know and yeah this is like gonna be super subjective because it's like kind of picking off the basis of who you think is, you know, your favorite. They could be, like, your favorite Disney couples or your favorite stories. Like, anything. I'm just excited to see where we go from this. And it's just, it's nice to talk about love. Yeah. You know? We've never really done that. Yeah. <laughs> We're both jaded. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, uh, what's that? <laughs> love. Um, before we get into the, the meat of conversation, mm-hmm. um, I'm curious, like, what did you kind of like base your picks around? Um, cause I know like I tried to sort of keep away from princesses. I kind of, in researching for this, a lot of the relationships with like the princesses and princes aren't really like interesting or like, yeah. Cause, and then, and then again, like, that's what I mean. Like with, you know, these relationships literally being like cornerstone to the plot in the sense in a sense where it drives the plot but it's not like developed Mm -hmm. you know like this relationship has to exist for the plot to exist yeah and and so it's like not enough time to like build that chemistry that you need to make a compelling love story and that's kind of what most of the princess stories are so but um yeah for my picks um yeah, I also try to stay away from princesses and princes. I wanted to not pick like obscurely, but at least just kind of be like super personal, just like like couples or like stories that I really enjoyed watching or I really connected with for some reason or I was like, yes, like I'm crying, like I'm rooting for you. Like <laughs> like that, like that 
these are my ships. These are my top ships, you know? Mm-hmm. Though that's my basis okay. of of <laughs> judgment. <laughs> Do you want to start us off? Um, let's rock paper scissors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get ready. How do we do it? Like rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. Okay. So I go first? Yep. Okay. My first Disney couple. So they were like one of the initial couples that I had thought about. And they are Megan Hercules. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like watching Hercules, Meg is just such like an intricate heroine to me because they like she's one of the few heroines that you know she has a past she's a princess with a past you know she had a whole relationship before she even met hercules heck she like we learned so much about her relationship that like she uh sacrificed her soul for this man that she loved and he like ran away with a hussy anyways you know so (laughs) She's distraught and she's just, you know, working for the devil because what else is she going to do? She sold her soul to the devil for the man she loves who left her anyways. Like, you know, so when you meet Hercules and Hercules is like, we know, we know his character and he's just kind of like this lovable, like puppy dog, like would never hurt a fly. Um, And he's like so head over heels for Meg. And it's like another thing I really like about Hercules is he's so like sure of him, of his feelings for um, Meg. There's no like, you know, weird chase or game. He's just like, you know, so enamored by her like immediately. And, you know, even though it's kind of like he's, you know, there and would be um, perfect for Meg. And, you know, you're kind of rooting from them from the beginning. But it's like Meg is like, no, like. I won't say I'm in love because she's heartbroken. She's hurt. She's hurt. Like, I couldn't even imagine. Like, Disney really put her through trauma. Yeah. Trauma. She sold her her soul to the devil and her man still left her. She's trust issues. That's, like, you know, and that just makes her, like, so much more real and, like, con- connectable. Connectable? That's not a word. but Resonant. Resonant resonant with the viewer oh and one of my favorite things about them is that they both sacrifice themselves for each other for meg she sacrificed well when you know the pillar was gonna fall on hercules and she comes and she's like you know pushes him out of the way and she she freaking dies like she died after doing that it fell on her and he she died in his arms and then he went and swam down into the what what is it the river sticks mm-hmm. i can't remember what it is that what it's called yeah and you know for her and he knew that there was a potential that he could die to get her soul and he did it anyways and he came out a god like oh uh, you you love it you love it i just it's just so hopeless romantic and it's not annoying it's not cheesy and just like they're such a juxtaposition of a couple you know like i love that like hercules is this like big puppy and meg is like this really tiny like like sharp like sharp tongue woman or whatever and just like what they are together oh i just love a good juxtaposition you know (laughs) but yeah i have i wrote here chef's kiss done (laughs) nicely done disney Okay. Love Megan Hercules. I like it. I like that choice. Yes. 
another thing I want to add kind of to like further is the fact that he like gives up like immortality. Like he mm-hmm. gives up being a god, which is what he's worked for like his entire like, you know, yeah. adult life. That's the entire plot of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he gives it up for Meg. So much just selflessness between the both of them. Yeah. And she like when he's up in Mount Olympus and you know, he's being greeted by all the gods and stuff she's like you know like she's happy for him and she's like she's gonna go back down to earth she's like you know it's happened again but i'm happy for him and then he comes and he's like no i love yeah sorry i'm getting i'm getting emotional oh wait and i wrote here the quote the the quote that sums up the entire this is just like they need to get this written on their like marriage papers or whatever the heck that couples do to solidify where they put their couple quotes but people always do crazy things when they're in love yeah that is it that's so cute Mm -hmm. that is so cute i love that quote they have a good banter with each other yeah 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 just like just they're in their chemistries there from the beginning yeah so love them (laughs) okay your turn my choice is okay my first choice i'm like going through and i'm like which one do i want to do first (laughs) um i'm gonna go with this one david and nani is that one of yours yeah but you (laughs) could do it you could do it (laughs) okay (laughs) okay go 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 do you have enough to yeah yeah okay okay. i can sustain myself i'm good okay (laughs) so um david and nani are one of the best disney couples Mm -hmm. like this one is like probably my number one out of all the ones i've chosen um because they definitely have a history together like they've known each other for however long and and nani kind of like meg is someone who's struggled through life you know like her parents died when she was at a young age and she had to kind of you know drop her dreams and take care of lilo Mm -hmm. and i like the fact that david he's like so like head over heels for her and she definitely like has a crush on him too she just like doesn't have the time and she's you know trying to prioritize you know her family and everything um but i like the fact that he's patient with her and he's always like there for her like to help her i know and he's like it like he's like there for lilo too like he's like you know he's not trying to like he joins the family he like helps like mend the family back together Mm mm-hmm it's just so cute. I think also, like, it's such a great payoff for, like, all the hardships that, like, they go through. And then in the end, like, you know, you see him in, like, all the pictures and stuff. It's so yeah. cute. Um, and it feels, like, very organic, you know, the way the way it kind of happens. It's not forced. It's just a very, like, organic build into the relationship. And, yeah, he's the reason for one of the best scenes in the film, which is Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride. Mm-hmm. They're a great couple they are they enjoy surfing together like it's always great to have an activity you like to do you know yeah and yeah i don't know if i have any any more to say but i yeah no nani and david oh so solid love them because like again like they feel like such like a real life couple and just like you know all the just like the hardships that you see nani go through like she has to worry about stuff like losing her little sister you know and just like seeing that like while she has to go through all this like bullshit like she can still have like her little crush on david you know and she just like you just like you she deserves it you know like you just want to let her have it you know she's going through so much just let her have a crush on this boy that cares so much about her and lilo and just like you know i feel like at least from like what we've seen 
David's the only other person in the whole city that they both feel so comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So she's he's the only one that really gets them. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite quotes from him is when he like finds that job for Nani, and then she's like, "Oh my God, David, you're a lifesaver!" And he's like, "Just date me, and we'll call it even." Yeah. <laughs> oh, like you just you love it. Yeah. You're like just date him, Nani. David's so cute. Uh, she likes your butt and your hair. <laughs> Plus, he's a surfer. I know. Everything is there. Yeah. It's all there. Body, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) My next couple. (laughs) Kind of funny, but, you know, love them nonetheless. So, nothing connected to me more as a child than The Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. (laughs) And. In that movie, we got the love story that belonged to Kovu and Kiara. <laughs> Yay. Um, classic. Love them as a... <laughs> classic. Classic. Like, and it's funny because I got to them. Um, I originally skimmed over Simba and Nala. And I was like, wait, Kovu and Kiara are 10 times better than Simba and Nala. It's your classic, like, enemies to lovers, Juliet and Romeo and Juliet. And, like, the thing about Kovu and Kiara is, like, you know, so The Lion King is based off of Hamlet. Uh, The Lion King 2 is based off of Romeo and Juliet. So, obviously, it's more romance Mm -hmm. inclined than The Lion King is. But whatever. Either way, I like how they did it, especially for a a Disney sequel (laughs) that... This is canon, though. I don't care. This is you canon. You know, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to this you. This one is canon. Yeah. I don't give a F. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I love just like how much passion and chemistry they have, even when they're just like cubs. Like when they first initially meet, just like you can just feel it. Like you just love, like they have that banter, like as soon as they meet or whatever. And then they have the whole like, dramatic separating and they don't see each other for how many years blah blah they're older now and then when they meet they do the whole thing Kiara's like oh my gosh like Kovu and he's like yeah baby it's it's yeah baby and just (laughs) he's he's like he's like yeah you know it's your man it's your boy and just like immediately like you can just you feel the tension that's there you know I love when there's just great tension between two leads and they have really good tension, especially for a sequel. He's like one of the first like Disney bad boys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. His whole archetype as well. He's like, like scarred and <laughs> Yeah. And Upendi. And Upendi. Upendi. Upendi is a top tier Disney love montage. And I will stand by that. It is right up there with Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Don't you want to go to Upendi? Yeah. With your love? Yeah. And just float around where the passion fruit grows sweet and have Rafiki like sing to me yeah, yeah. like who doesn't want that exactly who doesn't want to I don't know I just feel like like even though like Kovu's like quote unquote bad he's like still a good guy and you're like always kind of like like you're sad when he gets exiled and you know he's a good soul yeah yeah and they have their whole little like runaway moment and then they end up uniting, uniting two two bickerings, bickering sides. They were well, kill each other. Uh, 
they sit well with me always have they're like a comfort couple you know <laughs> yeah yeah groovy baby groovy baby okay my second one is like like uh, like i'll say it and you're gonna laugh but like hear me okay okay <laughs> Okay. So my second is Roger and Jessica Rabbit. Okay. From Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. Okay. So like I think it's just so funny because um like the way that the movie first of all Who Framed Roger Rabbit is amazing and if you haven't seen it you should watch it because it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Not you but you listening <laughs> at home. Um, you viewer. You. you listening. Watch. I think it's so funny because Roger is perceived to be this like total innocent pure goofball nerdy wacky character like he's crazy and jessica rabbit is portrayed to be this like you know seductive mysterious Mm -hmm. like femme fatale um and then as we kind of go through the film spoiler alert you've had like how many years to watch this movie you know yeah um but as we go through the film and, you know, they suspect her um, and then it turns out, no, like she's, you know, she's been like fine all along. She's been pure. Um, and I just think pure, that's a weird way to say it. What I meant to say <laughs> is as the mystery unravels and you come to learn that she's innocent, um, it's it's just really funny because there's all the guys are over Jessica Rabbit. Like all the men want Jessica Rabbit, right? Yeah. But you and then you know you kind of like look at Jessica Rabbit and she has that you know famous quote like I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way. <laughs> so you think you know you think she has these like ulterior motives, but in all honesty, she just wants to bake a carrot cake for Roger, mm-hmm. and she loves Roger, and she's committed to Roger, and she could have any man she wants, but she loves Roger, and they're so cute, and they're madly in love with each other. And when they're, like, tied up and they're going to get sprayed with, like, the dip or whatever, they're all, like, professing their love to each other. She likes a man that can make her laugh. I just like it because (laughs) it's, like, it's not what it's perceived to be. You know, there's many layers to it. And they definitely, they have, like, a history, too. Um, And I just, I always love um, movies or stories um, where, like, the underdog gets, like, the girl Mm -hmm. or gets, you know, whoever the person they want. I just think it's 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 funny, but also it's like yeah, like why yeah. not? You know, um, it gives me like Austin Powers vibes. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally though. Yeah, wow, that's actually a good that's a good choice. I didn't even think about um, think about them. It's really it's really interesting because it's like you know kind of like like what you said like the fact that you know she has this whole persona but you know roger rabbit's the one for her you know i like i said i love a good juxtaposition Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know okay now my last one no it's your second one isn't it no (laughs) oh yeah no yeah that's your last one okay (laughs) okay so i wanted to do this one as like one of my main three but i moved it to one of my extras because I thought you would have picked them, but since, and I don't know, this might be your number three, but you picked Nani and David, which took from me, so I'm going to <laughs> take like, from you. You're like, sucks to suck. <laughs> but my final couple that I've chosen um, that I love is Max and Roxanne. That, okay, that was one that I had chosen, but it's not one that I finalized. I was going to make that one of mine, but then I changed my mind. But yes, I'm glad you chose them. <laughs> I love them. I love seeing just like a true, genuine, youthful love. 
it starts off literally the movie starts off and max is like dreaming about his crush very risky it is very (laughs) risky too roxanne's doing she's doing a lot for what are they 13 (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah um but whatever we're gonna pretend the dream was innocent <laughs> and then you know you we learn about oh we kind of like know max we because we we know goofy we've like seen max and like other properties and stuff and he's just like a kid and we in goofy movie you get to see more you know in about his personal life in school we see all his friends and he's just like an awkward kid who wants to impress his crush and he loves power line, so he's gonna use power line to do it. And he puts on this huge spectacle, and like really and truly, he did that whole thing for her. For her. He recreated power line for her. You know, like he he got Bobby in his in his smoke his smoke machine. Robert and Zimmerus. We have to do a goofy <laughs> movie episode. Huh? We do. <laughs> you know, and he knew he would be risking things such as I don't know. Did he even even get a detention? Yeah, he got detention. Mm-hmm. He'd be risking things such as detention, getting in trouble. Because he made his teacher, he made the principal fall down a trap door. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he did it all for her, and you know, it worked. They were gonna go to Stacy's party together. Well, after well, after the whole thing happened, they decided they were gonna go to Stacy's party together. You're like so happy. You're like, yes, Max. Like this is what he's been working for since the beginning of the movie. It's summer's out. He's got his girl. Like everything is working great. He like he's singing his song. He's headed home. Like it's a jolly backwards hat. Backwards shades. hat and shades. Like that's how you know it's a good day. And then he finds out he's got to go on a road trip with his dad. I think that's my beef with the Goofy movie. Quick side tangent. I think that's my beef with the Goofy movie because I wanted to explore a plot of Max and Roxanne, but instead I got Goofy. And Mm. I didn't care as much about Goofy because I wanted to see Max and Roxanne. I wanted to explore that so much more. But, you know, the, the, I guess the little tease of their relationship, there was, it was still so like fulfilling, Mm -hmm. you know, even though it was more of a side plot than the main plot of the movie. And I think they totally uh, snubbed Roxanne by not growing her up in the sequel and sending her to college with them. Yeah, they totally what? cut her out. Like, that was such an opportunity that they could have hopped on. I don't know why they did that, but... It's very bizarre. Awful. Awful, awful, but... They the, the rest have of the... the rights to Roxanne. They did not. <laughs> yeah, we should but have But you know like what? Stacey but they made and... Miss Marple look like her. Who? Miss Marple. Who's that? Oh, Sylvia? Sylvia! <laughs> <laughs> she does not look like Roxanne. No, I mean, like... Like they they took like her her like character like kind of de- not designed but like she's got like the hair color. Oh my god, it's Roxanne's mom. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, sorry. Side changing over. Back to the the couple. Um, you know everything kind of happens and you see that eventually Max does get to the Powerline concert and she's like, oh my gosh, like he's there and he's on stage and she like it's just it's cute because it's like it's like juvenile love, you know, which is it's so genuine and they're doing like like the most for each other but it's still so innocent and cute and it like gives you like the warm fuzzies you know and Mm -hmm. i I really wish i really wish we got to see more of her she's in a house of mouse episode yeah i think they they could have built 
They could have built her and Max. Her and Max could have their own empire in Disney. Wonder if we'll see Roxanne anytime soon. I wonder. I hope so. Now would be the good time to do it because they're diving back and grabbing everything from the past. So it's true. It's grab true. Roxanne. Do justice for Roxanne. Now your last one. The last melon. Okay, so I want to preface this by saying I know before we dove into this, I kind of said like I tried to keep away from princesses, but I want to emphasize the word tried. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I ended up doing one princess couple because I feel like there's one princess couple that has so many layers and nuances and just doesn't get as much recognition as it deserves okay so i'm gonna dive into it can you guess which 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 character it is a a princess couple that has layers and nuances there was a princess couple that i was considering but i didn't because i thought if you were to take a princess couple you might take this couple and i wasn't gonna pick them for that reason I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but I but I thought you would have chosen Aladdin and Jasmine. Mm, no, I didn't. I did not choose them. I was thinking about it because um, obviously I'm biased because mm-hmm. Aladdin's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I chose Tiana and Naveen. Mm. So okay, I'm interested to hear this. I think Tiana and Naveen are one of the best Disney couples. I feel like they're equals in their film. It's definitely more Tiana's story for sure. Um, but I feel like they're both equals in their film. They're both like partners, which I like. Uh, there's a bunch of Disney couples that are like that where they kind of both go on adventures together, you know, and, and, and they're saving each other and, and it's, it's just very well balanced, which I like. I don't like the fact that they're frogs the entire movie, (laughs) but you know, I've come to, I've come to accept it. One thing that I really like about them, they both teach each other something by the end of the film. So Mm -hmm. they both go through arcs, which I love. I love a good character arc. And I love seeing both characters go through an arc. And they both balance each other out. So you have Tiana, who's this hardworking girl who has no, like, social life, you know? She's working so hard. She's not really enjoying life. Um, And then you have Naveen, who's never worked a day in his life Mm -hmm. and has kind of had everything handed to him. Um, and then they both kind of have this issue that they come to where it's kind of going to like change everything for them. Um, and they meet each other and they're polar opposites and they don't get along at all. But then over the course of the film, as they open up to each other, Naveen kind of teaches Tiana about dancing and, and um, you know, like letting loose. And, you know, that first dance is so cute because, you know, yeah. like Tiana, she's like, I have two left feet. Like, I can't dance. And he teaches her. And then Tiana like gets him cooking and like, you know, helping her out with like food and stuff like that and, and really kind of shows him what matters and the fact that he's willing to marry Tiana in the end um, despite being cut off and it, he kind of goes from this guy wanting to keep his money to um, not caring you know mm-hmm. um, another thing that I love about the movie is in the end they're both willing to stay frogs like they both get married in the bayou and like I think a lot of people glance over it, but they didn't know they were going to, you know what I mean? Like they they were assuming, well, we're frogs, but we love each other. So it's fine. Like what? That's such a great message that people overlook. And then I think also they're the best dressed Disney couple. Oh, definitely. They have so many great fits. They look so good together. Um, Naveen, chef's kiss. (laughs) Um, And I'm so excited for Tiana. And I cannot wait to see more and to see what they do with these characters. Yeah. Um, there's so much potential. 
But yeah, I definitely think that they're one of the best developed Disney prince and princesses. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Um, I like that Tiana's an entrepreneur and she owns her restaurant, and he's like helping her with it. I think that's so cute, and he helps her build the store. And when he's proposing to her, yeah, I yeah, um, I just love it. Yeah, I think that they are definitely an overlooked couple. I think in terms of at least for me, um, it's interesting because you know for a plot that's primarily driven by the couple falling in love there is so much more development than we than you've seen in other past movies that have done that and i think that's kind of what separates princess and the frog from the other renaissance films is you know you see more of that individual character development and relationship development and especially for two characters i don't want to say that either character was broken but they're both just like two very extremes that needed to balance each other out and it's like interesting to see that happen and to see how they do that it wasn't just like an uh instantaneous like you know you're a prince so we're falling in love like originally the we are it was assumed that prince davina was going to be with charlotte you know Mm -hmm. um and you know they really had to or what tiana had to do was she had to build like a trust for Naveen and then a friendship and then fall in love so that's why it feels so much more full and complete and genuine to watch and you get and like you said like all the things that they teach each other that you see throughout the film and like they're experiencing going from humans to being frogs together like I feel like you're bonded for life with yeah. someone who goes through that experience with you so <laughs> love them yeah and just like everything like their their setting their I'm excited to see Maldonia yeah, I hope that's happening. Like, I, I'm... It needs to happen. And what I, is Maldonia? If, if yeah. They're really going to go make up this whole place and not even show us what it looks like. They're going to make an ambiguously uh, looking... A bit, or an ambiguously racial prince. Give him what accent? We don't know, even know where part of the world that accent's coming from. And not show us what the p- citizens of that city look like? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That'd be, I think that's cool. That'd be cool to see that. It would be cool to kind of like if they're doing, because I'm not sure if they're doing mul- uh, multiple seasons for these shows or if they're doing just like a mini series mm-hmm. or I don't know, who knows? Maybe in production, they'll they'll kind of change the direction they want to go and make it a film. But if it's a series, it'd be cool to kind of see it like split, like, you know, Maldonia and then see some of New Orleans too um, to kind of like show each other their worlds, you know? Yeah. Um, and I th- also, one last thing I wanted to say is I love the theme of like want versus need, you know? Yeah. And um, you spend the whole movie thinking Tiana needs, you know, her restaurant and um, that that's like what's going to make her happy. And that's definitely one thing that makes her happy. But then in the end, she realizes like it's it means nothing if I don't have someone to share it with. Yeah. You know? So show Tiana and Naveen some more respect, please. <laughs> um <laughs> And thank you. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, really and truly, my only beef with them with the movie is that they just put all the elements together wrong. You know, they had a great movie in their hands. I just wish it was executed a little differently. Cause, like, again, like there are you know kind of taking their relationship out of it and just kind of looking at it like it's a it's a beautiful relationship, really and truly. Yeah. 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 There's so many great ingredients. To just that they're. I feel like the movie takes so much of its time to show them as frogs that that's kind of what overshadows everything i'm glad we'll be able to see more they're definitely trying to rectify this mistake and i hope that they do a good job on it yeah i think they will i hope they will 
I'll, those are the vibes I'm putting out. Yeah. <laughs> Good vibes only. I want to go over some honorable mentions. <clears throat> okay. If that's cool. Yes. Okay. So an honorable mention I have, Anita and Roger from 101 Dalmatians. Mm. I think they're an early example of, you know, they have a really good chemistry with each other. I love the scene when they meet. I think it's really cute. Their dogs brought them together. Yeah. Um, They're super supportive of each other. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) You're laughing at me. Uh, But Tarzan and Jane. (laughs) I know, like... On the surface level, their relationship looks a little ridiculous, but it's not. Because when you think about it, you know, Jane comes out to the jungle to study gorillas and apes. And, you know, that's what she's most passionate about. And then she meets she meets a, a gorilla man. And, you know, eventually she's, she's teaching this gorilla man about, like, civilization and people. And, you know, they fall in love over time. And, you know, then he... He, he teaches her gorilla and he goes hoo hoo hee hoo and he says Jane stay with Tarzan and it's just like you know just so much is happening and it just feels like such a a very in the moment decision and like situation that was happening because you know she when she decided to stay with Tarzan she was not thinking about her future she was thinking about <laughs> then and there because how the heck is she gonna get back to England when the boat leaves. I, I don't think she's no, planning on No, she's it. living in the jungle now. Yeah. So it was definitely a decision made based solely off of passion. And I'm all for passion. So Tarzan and Jane, king and queen of the jungle, let's go. Wally and Eve? Mm-hmm. They're so cute. The fact that these, like, robots created an emotional connection with each other. Mm-hmm. And just Wally is so cute. He, like, takes care of her. Yeah. And their kiss... And the scene when they're flying outside of the spaceship. It's not a lot to say because they don't really have dialogue. It's, they're they're it's honorable Wally and Eve. <laughs> kind of following up like the Pixar theme. I'm going to say Carl and Ellie. Mm. So cute. And it's like their love story. It's like so short lived. It's like 10 minutes. But it's it, it, you're sobbing by the end, you know, because you you connect so deeply with this old couple and then you just feel for this old man who lost you know the love of his life like you you see like there's nothing it's like with most movies and love stories you see kind of like the events that happen for younger couples that are happening but you know an old man like any old man you can see across the street he's experienced his life and he's been through the the trials and tribulations of love and we got to see it at the beginning of the movie and it's since he was a kid you know he met ellie when they were kids so mm-hmm. it's one of the few ones that shows like the entire course of this relationship and yeah even after she passes away um she like remains like a a, a constant figure throughout the whole film yeah and a push for him exactly kermit and miss piggy I yes. need to give them some clout. I didn't want to. I was gonna put them as one of mine, but there's a lot of toxicity in that <laughs> relationship. And also, I can't ignore how they kind of like destroyed it with the Muppets TV show on ABC a couple years ago, where they like made them split up and stuff like that. Yeah, I think they got back together. Like, I think they were on talk shows, being like, you know, we're back together, yay! But uh, <laughs> I don't know. But they deserve some clout too. Yeah. Anastasia and Dimitri. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, right? I think that they have such an interesting story. Like, I just think Anastasia overall is just such an interesting movie because it's like, 
obviously one of those films that's created to be resonant as a Disney film, but it's not a Disney film, so it's not the same, but it's still, you know, Fox did such a good job building that story and building the relationship and just like, again, like the same thing, like they met when they were kids and they didn't even like realize and just all of this, all this drama Mm -hmm. and they go through together and it's just something so like soulful and satisfying to watch. It's always satisfying to see like, someone go from like selfish to selfless yeah i love that yeah and it's lo- i love seeing that you know love or their love for another person was so powerful to make such a drastic switch in them mm-hmm. um rapunzel and flynn mm-hmm. they were gonna make it onto my list but i chose tiana and naveen instead and i wanted to just do one princess couple yeah um rapunzel and flynn are a great couple they grow throughout the whole film I love that she literally, like, shows him the light, you know? She just has, like, this effect on everybody, including Flynn. We talked about this more in our Tangled episode. Um, so if you want to hear more on our thoughts about that, definitely go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think they're probably um, my second favorite Disney princess couple after Tiana and Naveen. They're a great couple. They're such a good couple. But again, like you, like Disney crafted their relationship. You know, like mm-hmm. they're, it's it's about everything. It's their chemistry. It's their sacrifices. It's you know how what they do for each other or what they do, you know, like it's. And again, they're equals, which I love. Like yeah, they're, they're equals and they're partners and they're they're not just romantic. Like they're not just in a relationship, but they're also friends. Yeah, which I think is a great foundation for exactly Giselle and Robert. You know, another great couple because, you know, it starts off, she's about to marry, or she's supposed to marry Edward. So that's obviously the whole plot here. We're trying to get her back to Edward. But, you know, Robert's there all along. And I just find it, like, just the fact, like, the enti- or not the entire thing, but the, the, big f- the, the big theme of Enchanted is, like, the whole... Um, the the fairy tale aspect and the real world aspect and it's like what's fake and what's real and distinguishing the two and you know how love operates in both worlds and i think it's really interesting that you know even though robert someone who's so like you know i'm a real life person like what is this weird like you know he's so like in he's such a new yorker you know and he somehow is able to find a way to fall in love with Giselle, an animated character, an animated mm-hmm. Disney, like, even knowing, like, he, the dragon, there was a dragon. Yeah. He interacted with a dragon. He met this girl, this girl brought a dragon into his life yeah. in New York, and he's, he's still in love with her. He still wants to be with her. They still make a great couple. She's great with Morgan. It's perfect. And Adina Menzel, we you know we love Adina, but she just wasn't doing it. You know, she got Edward. She so got she got Edward. And it was working better like that anyways, you know? And I always She deserved better too. Robert just wasn't wasn't it for her either. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I always love seeing, you know, the pessimist and the optimist paired together. Yeah. And then they bring out well, I don't know. My last honorable mention is Zanessa. <laughs> Guys, the power of Zac Efron and V-Hudge in... It was strong. In t- what is it, 2007, 2008? Oh my gosh. Like, they reigned for like five years, I swear. We we just can't... It's iconic, and we can't forget it. And I think to forget about it 
is a mistake. Mm-hmm. They carried three films, Breaking Free, yeah, Jam, them, like, when you analyze the couple, well, I mean, I guess well, I'm saying Zanessa, I'm talking about, like, like um, Gabrielle and Troy. Yeah, but just the fact that it, like, even extends to their personal lives, like, Troy and Gabriella became Zanessa. Like, Zanessa was everywhere. Every single our episode episode every single um copy of j14 magazine m magazine pop star whatever magazine they were all zanessa was all over that but troy and gabriella never had a ship name yeah because you can't you goy goy tabriella tabriella no it wasn't wasn't working out but i just i wonder what it what it was like for them you know, when they first met and, you know, they started working on this project together and then they're in love. When last, it's not really a real couple, but it should be a real couple. And that is Elsa and Honey Marin. Hmm. Um, Disney, you should have made it happen in Frozen 2. Maybe there wasn't time, but <laughs> it's never too late. And um, Elsa's definitely gay and you should embrace that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm sure Honey Lemon or Honey Lemon, Honey Lemon, <laughs> Honey Marin. I'm sure she's dope. We didn't really get to see much of her, but what I saw, she's cool. Um, and they, I know there's sparks flying there. I could see it. This was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed this. I know this. Was I, nice. I'm I'm impressed with our choices too. It wasn't yeah. what I thought it was gonna be. I I'm impressed with your choices. I'm impressed think, with yours. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's it today for our episode on love, Valentine's Day, romance, and all things Disney hearts (laughs) (laughs) and love. I don't know. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we did talking about it. Please make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, Facebook, Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram. And if you'd like to share your thoughts on today's episode and topic, please be sure to shoot us an email at spillandisteapodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to leave us a review, rate, subscribe, share with all of your friends, all of your fellow Disney fanatics. You know you want to. There's nothing else to do. It costs you nothing. It costs nothing. You're going to brighten someone's day. Brighten someone's day. Who doesn't love Disney? And we're talking about love. Come on. Yeah. Disney, look. come on. Have you no heart? Have you no heart? On Valentine's Day. Send this to your Valentine. Ooh. Yeah. Use this podcast as your excuse to ask somebody well i guess we're in quarantine aren't we yeah (laughs) never mind not everywhere (laughs) just send it to your valentine you know we can't really be hanging out with our valentines this year but you can send them you can listen to podcasts together yeah you can do that on spotify you can listen to things at the same time with people that's dope make that your valent yeah do that (laughs) who doesn't love just you know gathering around the table having a good old conversation about love but yeah, you can also reach us individually, myself at Sakura MJ and Brayden. At- you can reach me at Brayden Rosman on Instagram and I'm at Brayden C. Rosman oh. on Twitter. Oh. Anyways, thank you all for tuning in and until next time. Play, play so, Zach. Zach.